It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What if I told you that Jackson Dart may be the focal point of this Ole Miss offensive unit, but he won't be the key for Ole Miss being the explosive offense we all want them to be? We'll talk about that in just a second. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, a former staff member at Ole Miss and a 10-year veteran member of the national media with Yahoo Sports. I also did a little time at WSMB at Nashville. Thank you so much for joining us. Today on the show, we talk about the Ole Miss running game and why it is so important. We look back at Lane Kiffin at FAU. We look at what Ole Miss has this year and why it will be important for Jackson Dart and Ole Miss's national championship hopes. It may look a little bit different to the naked eye, but the scheme is going to be basically the same. The NCAA is also looking at adding or moving early signing day for college football and baseball. Got a few new threads that are amazing. This week, we have Keith Carter coming on the show, and sometime in the next couple of weeks, players will be on the channel as part of our relationship, I guess you can say. It's not official or anything like that, but they are going to agree to bring some players onto the show so you'll get to meet and know those guys as well. Anyway, subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Hit the bell for notifications, all of that stuff. We want to thank all that you have, all of you that have subscribed recently and let you know that it means a ton, okay? This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, we're free and available on all the podcast apps and on YouTube. Thank you for making the Lockdown Homeless Podcast your first listen every day, and a special hello to the everydayers who make the show what it is. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. Interesting stuff. We talked yesterday about how Jackson Dart is kind of becoming the it quarterback for 2024. There's a chance you could see him absolutely everything and justifiably so. He is going to be the focal point of this team. If this team makes a run to the playoffs, he's going to get an overabundance of credit. He's going to get an overabundance of blame. But for Ole Miss to achieve the loftiest of goals, he's not the key to this offense. Now, Having a great quarterback is necessary for you to be in the discussions that we are having right now. I'm not saying that that's any different. I'm talking about for Ole Miss to get to the levels that we want Ole Miss to get to, Jackson Dart is not the key to attaining those. Now, he could mess it up. He could have a bad year. And if he doesn't play well, Ole Miss doesn't get where he's going. But there's a ceiling for if Jackson Dart plays really well of how far Ole Miss can go if he does that, if that's just considered alone. I think the running game will be the most important part of Ole Miss's offense moving forward in 2024. Jackson Dart is going to be a focal point that everybody is going to look at, but the running game is going to determine if this offense is going to be really explosive and if this offense is going to be championship level. Period. Simple as that. Now, if you look 
at Lane Kiffin when he was at Ford Atlantic. These are his statistics from 2017, 2018, and 2019, and it remarkably mirrors 2022, 2023, and going into 2024. So I think it could be a predictive measure a little bit of what the offense is going to look like. In 2017, Kendall Browse was the offensive coordinator. They ran the ball, uh, I think, like 70, 75% of the time, real similar to 2022. They ran for nearly 300 yards a game. Their run game was impressive. Remember, Florida Atlantic at that time had Devin Singletary, the running back of the Houston Texans. 2017 and 2018, he kind of toted the mail. I think um, Devin Singletary averaged three touchdowns a game or something like that. He got nearly 30 over the course of the year, and Lane Kiffin fed the ball to him over and over again. The next year, the run averages dropped down a little bit. See, See what I mean? Um, down to about 241. They still had that big-name, big-time running back in their system. But the average went down. The running yards went down. People started to focus on the run game. And Ford Atlantic needed to evolve. So we get to 2019, which I think is synonymous a little bit with 2024 for Ole Miss. They ran the ball for much less yards. They didn't have a feature-type back. They ran pretty consistently by committee and their best weapons were an elite tight end who was the John Mackey award winner. The receivers were very good. They had some good running backs, but you didn't have a bell bell cow type running back as well. If you look at the passing numbers, they still ran the ball like 55% of the time, but that was down from like 70. So it looked like schematically they changed that wasn't necessarily the case. So if you look at what happened with Ford Atlantic in 2017, 2018, and 2019, you fast forward that to 2022, 2023, and 2024, and you get an idea what the run-pass splits are going to look like. This is going to be a passing offense, and by passing offense, I mean what it looked like in 2019 there. The receivers are the dominant portion of this offense. The tight ends are really good as well. The offensive line is going to be pretty good. So everybody's going to be talking to me. He's like, Steve, when you talk about that, why are you saying the running backs are the key? This is an RPO offense, first and foremost. It has to be effective for the rest to work. For the big plays to happen in the pass game, they need to run the football and get the attention of the secondary. So they will not focus on the running game, but they will find a way to make it successful. And I think with Ulysses Bentley IV, Ulysses Bentley IV ran 95 times a year ago, 540 yards and four touchdowns. I do expect that number to get up around 140. I think that's the number. 140 characters or carries are what, Ole Miss is probably planning for Ulysses Bentley. If that happens, he averaged nearly six yards a carry. And it could be argued that there were several games in the, over the course of the season where he was the most effective running back that Ole Miss had. That isn't a shot at Quinshawn. That's just an ab- absolute fact. And Ole Miss probably does not beat Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and I think one other if it wasn't for Ulysses Bentley coming into the fourth quarter and toting the rock. That's just the way it is. But Ulysses Bentley averaging that, he is a scat back type running back. Think plus Jerry and Ely type running back. If he is going to be the primary back, 
you're going to see a lot more counters. You're going to see some outside zone. And I think you're going to see a little bit more jet sweep being run um, from Ole Miss in 2024. If you look at how the run game is going to be established. Ulysses Bentley is a much more explosive running back to where if he gets in the open field, he's gone. And I think he's going to threaten defenses in a different way. Now, Quinshawn was really good because he had really good feet. And he made um, basically solid tackles into glancing blows and glancing blows into missed tackles. And that's what made Quinshawn Judkins so good. Ulysses Bentley, it's going to be the ability to get him into space with that speed, to put to force linebackers and defenders to be on an island. He is going to have a Zach Evans-like role in 2024 to where you might see him running outside a little bit. I do think he could be in a very effective counter-running um, running back, and we'll see exactly how it goes there. Now, Another player that everybody needs to look for is Kedrick Riesano. He is the running back from New Caney, Texas. These are his high school numbers, 222 carries, 1,849 yards, 31 touchdowns. We put video up there. We did the whole nine yards about Kedrick, and he is a really good running back. I think that the detriment of all the things that Quinshawn is accused of whenever he was at Ole Miss, his – his need to be the guy prevented Ole Miss from getting meaningful carries for Kedrick Riescano. And he is a really, really good running back with excellent balance and feet. He has a lot of the same traits that made Quinshawn into a really good running back. Now, I'm not saying he's Quinshawn. He could get to Ole Miss and just be an average running back, but I'm expecting 90 to 100 carries from Kedrick Riescano. And I think that in short yardage, he is going to be a guy because of his balance and his ability to be a little bit of a bigger running back. I think that is going to be important for him. Now, you want to talk about Logan Diggs, the transfer from LSU. I don't know that Logan Diggs is going to be a focal point until the playoff comes around. The running game for Ole Miss could look completely different in November than it does right now. Um, Logan Diggs is obviously not going to go through spring practice, and he is going to be recovering to get ready for the season. He'll probably be able to practice a little bit come August and September. But as the season goes on, it'll be worth getting him into game shape. If you get if you get 45 carries this season out of Logan Diggs, it's in a massive win. But they're going to try and redshirt him so that next season the running backs will be Kedrick Riesano and Logan Diggs in the backfield to go with Walker Howard and to go with um, Austin Simmons, whoever wins that job. The point of this is the importance of the running game cannot be understated. It is why that the offense is never going to go air raid. Now, people talking about um, Jackson Dart airing the ball out and all that, somebody in the comments a couple weeks back said, I don't think that Ole Miss is going to have an offense that's 65% pass. No, that's not an option. A passing offense for Lane Kiffin rests around 55% run. That, that's about as high as you go. A running offense rests at about 70 to 75% run. That is the spectrum of a Lane Kiffin offense. 55% run to 75% run. And depending on the players that you have at each position, depends on where that line hits. 
um, in the course of the season. I think the best players on the field will be at the wide receiver position, which is going to cause them to throw the ball a little bit more often. But the run game is going to be effective in the need. The need will be effective in causing the outside cover corners and linebackers to respect that run to where the play action can be effective. Because if you look at Jackson Dart's PFF numbers, when he throws the ball on play action, he's really, really freaking good. It just is. So um, I hope everybody understands. Jackson Dart's going to be the focal point, and everybody's going to point to him. The key for Ole Miss to win at a level that Ole Miss fans want him to want Ole Miss to be at is probably that running game. It's probably going to be Ulysses Bentley the fourth and Kedrick Reesano is going to be important for this Ole Miss offense moving forward. Really interesting stuff. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen of the day. The NCAA is NCAAing again, but this actually might make a little bit of sense. We'll tell you about that in just a second. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 parts, 22 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV's channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 with the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On and the national shows that cover every single league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. That's easy for you to set. So we talked in the first segment about how the running game is actually really important in a year when the running game is going to be dis- de-emphasized in Ole Miss's offense. It it sounds weird. It it really does, but that is absolutely the truth. Now we're going to start changing over to the NCAA is talking about adding to and moving early signing day in December. The NCAA football officials are meeting in Indianapolis this week to discuss a calendar change for signing day. Here's what they're proposing. Three signing periods, last Wednesday Wednesday in June, which I love, by the way, the Wednesday following the regular season, which is right before championship games, which would make a ton of sense 
for about 90% of the programs and the first Wednesday in February, otherwise known as traditional signing day. Everybody's going to say, why three signing day? Why is that important? Well, the first thing is they need to move recruiting for high school out of December, which means just moving it back to one signing day in February, that's not an option. Because that December, there's going to be people working and recruiting in that December anyway. So it's not going to unclutter a thing. That early signing day that they're going through that everybody's worried about has to be moved out because of that uncluttering. So it is not an option to have just one signing day in February. And it's not an option to have an early signing day in December because your goal is to unclutter December. To make coaching football a little bit less tedious. So people are wondering different directions they can take it. Now, my idea was to put signing day in August, but that would that with camp going on, that would clutter that month up a little bit as well. So they're proposing the last Wednesday in June being a early, early signing day period and having an early signing day period the Wednesday before championship games because that is before the transfer portal window opens up. So you'll have an idea in June and then in um, November, right before signing day, exactly what you would need for the transfer portal. And you could kind of clean up in February with one or two players. Nobody's hardly using that signing period. Anyway, I think this is great. You can have roughly half of your signing class locked up before the football season even begins. You know exactly where you sit. You don't have to recruit these players all the way into the end with transfer portal players falling by the wayside because of exactly how it'll it'll fall on the calendar. I think this is a great idea. The, the June signing day period, I really like. Now, the downside for that is you're going to see high schools pushing back on this. You're going to see that is going to be a storyline that happens because if a player signs with, let's say, Ole Miss in June, let's say Kedrick Resino signed with Ole Miss in June, what is his motivation to play a senior season of high school? Opt-outs have trickled down into the high school level. Now, my opinion on that is kind of so what? If it happens, the NFL is not looking out for college football currently with what's going on. They're not doing things to make that a better situation. They're even scheduling NFL games to compete directly with college games in places they didn't normally have. Why should college all of a sudden be put at the beholdenness of high school football whenever they're being attacked at the other end? That makes no sense. I think a June signing day is absolutely perfect and needs to be on the table regardless. Now, I understand why Texas high schools would be upset about it, they don't want to risk players opting out whenever they're going through a high school season. They're just not there. I get it. But at the end of the day, that's not college football's fault. That's not football's college football's priority. College football's priority is to make coaching college football, making playing college football a better situation. And if you take an early signing period to where you sign, I don't know, seven or eight players, you go into that last Wednesday um, in November. You sign five more players. 
you get one player in the late signing day, and that is your whole signing class. And your December is completely uncovered to handle transfer portal, which has become the primary way to stock your team. I think I called this three years ago, whenever it first started happening. I think I called all this stuff with NIL three years ago. I think people that are everydayers on this show are in the best position to predict what's going forward because I've nailed it pretty much every step along the way. I think this June signing day class will allow it to where people can't come in. These big blue bloods can't come in and try and poach your players at the very last moment. You can get them locked in and move on to something else. It'll it'll decrease the workload whenever you add it to do it three times. If you're signing 15 to 16 players and it's like seven, five, and then the rest in February, I think you will be in better shape and you'll have more of your staff in position to handle the transfer portal as well. I actually like this move. This is a situation, and 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 I'm hard on the NCAA. I am. I think the NCAA is a joke of an organization, and many times they're just chasing their own tail. And they find a way to punish less than blue bloods for actions that basically blue bloods piss them off doing. But this situation, it could work by completely de-emphasizing high school signing, because that's what this would be, is completely de-emphasizing high school signing. When you have three signing days, you essentially have none. And that is going to be about, hey, let's get this player, this player, this player, and all of that. And then you go into the transfer portal and you try and make your big signings. And I think that would be a big situation for college programs all over the country. I'm in favor of this move. Still more to come on Lockdown Ole Miss, part of the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast network, or Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Ole Miss has released a new baseball uniform, and honestly, it's probably their best since the Powder Blues were released way back in the day. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Ole Miss your first listen of the day, and shout out to the everydayers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every single league. Locked On Sports Today is now available in the free Fire TV channels out. Be part of history. All right. So 
we talked about all kinds of interesting football stuff in the first two segments. In the third segment, we kind of want to talk about baseball a little bit because Ole Miss has released a new uniform. And what I'm about to bring up, I mean, the YouTube channel watchers have the advantage over the audio podcast watchers, but I'll try to describe them perfectly. First of all, this hat is gorgeous. I want this hat. Um, anywhere I can find this hat, I will get it. I've already tweeted at College Corner to figure out where I can get it. And they don't look like they have this on their shelves at the moment, but you have to think they're going to get them. If you picture the hat that I'm wearing, the navy blue hat, and just do a red script M, and that is it, you get an idea of what the hat would look like. It is a gorgeous baseball hat. The uniforms are cream. And by cream, it's not white. It's kind of an almost a khaki look. It's basically designed to look like old-timey baseball uniforms as well. In fact, Ole Miss probably had these uniforms at one time. It is a strict Navy Rebels across the chest with a red numeral on the left-hand side in the lower abdomen area of the uniform. And it's a complete button-up uniform, which is a rarity for Nike in this day because there are basically all pullovers that are made to look like button-up. And it's legit old-timey uniform look. This is a fantastic uniform. Everybody likes the pinstripes with Ole Miss baseball. And I like the pinstripes too. But this uniform should be the one of the primary home uniforms for Ole Miss baseball. When you look at Ole Miss's uniform collection, it's hard to go wrong with red and navy blue. It just looks really good together. And Ole Miss has some very good, very iconic strips in their baseball uniform collection. The One of which is that pinstripe. That is the traditional uniform. And since I was a kid, those pinstripes have been a primary uniform that Ole Miss baseball has worn. I'm very familiar with the pinstripe uniform with the rebels across the front it's iconic it's the uniform that because of the nike back ordering situation that Ole Miss has worn the first two weekends of the season and all of their midweeks they have basically worn their pins um completely until now which makes me think after the uniforms come in you might see the pinstripes next to none or none moving forward that that's just my opinion this cream uniform has become a, honestly, a Friday night type uniform. It is going to be a uniform that Ole Miss wears on Friday night, I think. You have the red jerseys with the white pants that I think Ole Miss baseball is going to continue to wear, and the powder blues, which are the fan base's favorite as well. They're going to wear those. That that seems to me is going to be the weekend strip, and then in midweek, they're going to wear the navy blue tops. And I think that is what it's going to look like moving forward. This cream uniform, fantastic. Ole Miss with an old-timey baseball look. It, it, it just works. It just works with the, that script of Rebels. The two-tone numbers and logo are words like the Dodgers, essentially, with the red numeral. It's going to look really good, and with that hat, I want that hat really, really bad. I'm excited. You heard from Derek Vandegriff last night about the Little Rock win. 
as it moves on, we'll talk about Missouri State as it gets to weekend. But there's 105 miles an hour coming into Oxford this weekend. You're going to get to see a pitcher that throws the ball 105 miles an hour. And with the t- way that this team is killing fastballs right now, and that's what they're doing. They're absolutely murdering fastballs. I want to see what they can do against that kind of velocity because it's important for Ole Miss moving forward to get ready because with the SEC comes velocity. There's going to be some hard throwers. You're going to have some mid-90s. There's not going to be soft tossers anymore. You're going to have to be ready to be an effective baseball hitter. Jackson Ross, who is from, what, 15 minutes up the road from me in Lakeland, Florida, is having a great early part of the season. Once they started hitting, they started hitting a ton. Um, I'm I'm going to be really excited. Now, this baseball team does have the ability to get a little bit better. If Trayson Hughes starts hitting, he's just in a little bit of a slump right now. If he starts hitting, this baseball team gets dangerous. And they need to start throwing the football. They're still messing with the rotation and stuff like that. So I'm pretty fired up to see exactly what Ole Miss baseball will look against Iowa and to see exactly how that will look. I was ranked, I don't know, until last week. They, I think they lost two or three last weekend and may have fallen out of the polls. But I was a good baseball team. And so we'll see exactly how that goes this weekend. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen. Every day as we have Keith Carter slated for this weekend, and we wait for the most anticipated football season at Ole Miss maybe ever. And you can hear about it all right now. Here, we talk football every single day, everyone. But for your second listen, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every single league. Follow Locked On Sports Today, and it's available on the free Fire TV channels app. And for all of you on YouTube, we'll send you there right now. Right now. Anyway, hotty toddy, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.